You are listening to episode 148 of the Game Flares Podcast. My name's John, and this week I'm joined by Chris, the old ass retro gamer. And Chris, here on the Game Flares Podcast, we like to talk about games we recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and take me to the power plant. I'm on a mission for fishing in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge. <laughs> oh man yeah i dude i was looking for one-liners for this week because uh you know you played gba or the gba version of simpsons road rage i played the ps2 version of simpsons road rage unfortunately ryan is not available to join us this week but we're going to be checking out both of those and dude one of homer's one-liners is a uh, mission for fishing so i'm like that's that's the right one to go with <laughs> uh, I, don't, I didn't get that many of those uh, one-liners playing the gba version i'll tell you that no i'm sure you didn't dude was there any audio in that version i know we'll uh, dig into it later uh there's some chip tuny music and some tire squeals and that's about it that's about it okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's probably a reason it's cheap <laughs> so uh dude every week we like to talk about you know what we've picked up and, and what we're currently playing so this week unfortunately i didn't have any pickups and i, I think a lot of that for me recently is for one thing, I've been playing a lot more Magic the Gathering, so I've got pickups in that area. Oh. And I've gotten to a point where I'm so busy on the weekends and in, in my house. Uh, just We just moved probably several months ago, uh, actually back in like April. So I'm still in this like mindset of having to handle yard work and handle things in the home and cleaning up my garage and all these other crazy things that gaming pickups have just been like on the other side of my mind and just not even there. Uh, but occasionally I'll peruse Amazon. I just haven't found anything recently that I really like. And uh, I haven't seen anything outside of like the recent Monster Boy um, uh, release on Limited Run. That's the only thing I've picked up as of like mm. maybe the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, yeah so. doing any kind of online shopping right now is kind of not worth it because the prices have just been so jacked up because of COVID. Well, yeah. And then there's also just, I mean, and every now and then you'll find a pretty decent deal. Yeah, the, it's either like games you already have or games that you don't want. Yeah, and so that's kind of what I'm running into, and I haven't seen. You know how Walmart does like those crazy, like ninety percent discounted games and such. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything that's of a value. Like, there's a yeah. few at my local, but like, do I really want to buy Narcos on the PS4? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Doubtful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Target. Target does the the buy two get one free sales every once in a while. So does Best Buy, but usually. Yeah. It's like specific games and not like everything they have in stock. So the choices are really limited and it's usually mm-hmm. stuff I already have or I'm not interested in at all. Well, and like Best Buy has like a great clearance uh, section within their website. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know if anybody listening, you know, hits that up, but I'm on there all the time just kind of scouring like any sort of clearance titles they have. And I've picked yeah. up some decent stuff. I mean, I picked up uh, a while back Paranormal Activity on the PS4. Yep. I picked up several copies for like $10. Yeah, I had that I picked well, the price for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is like, they were actually like 40, 50 bucks at the time uh, on eBay. When I picked those up, they've, I think mm-hmm. they've dropped down like in the twenties now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 10 bucks when a game is going for 40, like why not? Yeah. Uh, so and it doesn't even matter at that point what the game is, right? If it's going for 40 bucks and you Hell potentially yeah. want to play it, like why not buy it? Um, yeah. So did you have any pickups yourself? Uh, yeah, actually, last month was my birthday, and uh, I visited Wisconsin to go and visit one of my friends, uh, Rocket Sauce from the Cartridge Club, mm-hmm. and we did like a whole bunch of game hunting throughout Wisconsin. Like we went to Green Bay, Sheboygan, uh, a couple of places in I think in and around Milwaukee, and I picked up 
a lot of stuff, norm, a lot of more, a lot more stuff than I'm used to buying at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of went on like a, a master system kick. Oh, nice! And uh, we went to this place called Freak Toys, and I guess someone like a week or two before had just sold like their entire master system collection, and it was we're talking like over a hundred games, and some of them were imports. Uh, so I ended up snagging, uh, was it Wonder Boy in Monster Land? Uh, yeah, I think that's the one. There's there's a couple. <laughs> yeah, I have I have uh, Dra- Wonder Boy 3 Dragon's Trap already. But yeah, Wonder Boy in Monster Land was the one I got. Um, I snagged Alex Kidd in Miracle World, Alex Kidd, The Lost Stars. Nice. And uh, an import game based on the Smurfs. Okay. Have you played that one yet? Uh, I The only reason I picked it up was because I had... I'm going to say like a week before that had seen some video on YouTube about it. And it's a side scrolling platformer. That's kind of like ripping off Mario brothers. Yeah. And it's really colorful and looked kind of fun. And then it just so happens to be at the store. And I was like, sure. Yeah. You're like, I got to buy it at this point. Yeah. Even though on the cover, it's called less strumps. (laughs) That's Smurfish, right? That's close enough. It has every pronunciation for the Smurfs in like every language out there. You got the Smurfs, the, the Smurfs, the Smurfin, Smurfarna, the Puffy. I do wonder like how many of those like knockoff base games are out in the wild that like we just don't know about. And are probably that are and probably like actually pretty decent. Yeah. It looked it looked pretty fun, so I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I definitely I'm excited to see like when you when you post on Twitter or something any uh, you know, any thoughts on that particular game once you boot it up. I was actually thinking about streaming it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, while while uh, we're talking about that, why don't you give us a little idea on where folks can find you, uh other podcasts you might be on, etc. Oh sure, uh, I'm on YouTube uh, the old, as the old ass retro gamer. Um, I do monthly live streams about the pickups that I get every month, uh, including movies as well as games. Uh, I also do big collaborations. You you guys were in one of them, mm-hmm. the, la- the last one that I did, the big uh, the final movies that would make great video games collab. Um, I do top ten lists and the usual YouTuber type things. I'm also on two podcasts. I do one that is with Jason of corpse flood gaming called the super enabler brothers podcast, where we talk about games and movies and comic books and all geeky kinds of things. And I have another one I do with an actor friend of mine called the movie starting where we have a guest pick a movie for us to watch and we record a commentary track for it. Um, And if you want to find me, I, I stream on Twitch as the old ass retro gamer, all one word. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, we got you on uh, Twitter as well. I think it's also old ass retro gamer. Or is it uh, OA, oh, retro OA retro gamer? gamer? Yeah, I wouldn't let me put the ass in there. <laughs> was that like a sensor thing or just a, a space thing? I don't know. I think it was a combination of both. Gotcha. Yeah, because uh, like, like we yeah. we on Twitter, like when we put in uh, game deflators, it wouldn't let us put the because it was too long. <laughs> so like, we're, we're like, are you kidding me? So now we have to have like game deflators and up above it the game deflators yeah it's so stupid yeah so on on youtube twitter or sorry youtube facebook and instagram i go by the old ass retro gamer and on twitter it's oa retro gamer yeah good stuff yeah check out chris he's got some great content and yeah we were happy to be on that uh movie uh games to movie or movies to game uh yeah it was movies to games it was movies, game, to games, movies yeah. that yeah that you would want to see turn into a game dude that was hard because it was like what the sixth one or fifth one yes yeah, the fifth one and there's 10 guests including my five choices in each video so like we've we've gone through pretty much every 
movie that was worth having a, a video game tie in at that point. So I uh-huh. kept on having to send out this massive list to everybody that wanted to participate. By the way, you can't choose these games. They've already been chosen. Yeah. And I think I, I Chris might have thought I was an idiot because I kept going back to him with like games that were on the list or, or <laughs> games or things that like it's fine. already it's fine. already had it. And uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, my God, like this is ridiculous. So it was, finally, it was hard for me. Yeah, it was tough, dude. So we ended up, I think with ours, it was half-baked, which... Yes, which was awesome, by the way. Yeah, oh, man. Lord I, of mercy. I would love to... <laughs> dude, I, I would love to have a game after that. Uh, but yeah, and then, of course, you can find a Game Deflators at thegamedeflators.com. And then we are, of course, on Twitter as well, at Game Deflators, as you just said. And then at The Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, YouTube, we're on there, too, but we're so out of date. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, like, lacking edited content. It's just all live stuff right now. Yeah, well, for us on like YouTube, we could totally like upload all of our old episodes. Like, we're just Ryan and I are so busy, and obviously he can't record this week because we're busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like our website, we got to upload all of our inflation, deflation challenges and our little reviews. We haven't even done that. And uh, same on our YouTube, man. Like, I've got I think fifty episodes I have to upload to YouTube. Like, wow, uh, backlog. Yeah, but it's kind of easy. So we use Podbean for our podcast, mm-hmm. and Podbean creates a download link for the video, so it's like super, super easy. So it, it takes a day, actually. So we uh, I put in usually like 10 or 12 episodes and download it and then just like mass upload <laughs> right, nice. off, right afterwards. So it's kind of nice that they do that. Um, but uh, jumping into uh, some of the games that I'm currently playing and uh, just looking at my list here, I'm trying to think of anything else that I don't have. This week, I definitely played some God of War on the ps4 so i don't know if you had heard any prior episodes but this is new for me i uh oh really yeah i had i played all the other god of wars but like the one on ps4 i just it was one of those things i picked it up like several years ago for like ten dollars and which is still cheaper than what you can buy for new right now and uh i just had it on my shelf and then just recently i'm like you know what let's pop this bad boy in let's see what it's all about Ryan claims it's one of his favorite games of all time. It is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm liking it. So I just finished uh, Alfheim uh, two days ago with the Dark Elves and the Light Elves. That was pretty badass. I enjoyed that. And, um, you know, the one thing I'm I'm finding a little difficulty in compared to prior God of Wars is a lot of the mechanics tied to, you know, the weapons and armor. and Like, I'm not used to that. Mm-hmm. with the god of war games i'm used to like being able to upgrade and say now you can do x ability which you can in a sense but you have like those emblems and stuff you can put on your axe and it's a lot so uh yeah my mind is like never fully on it and it's just difficult so I, i'm probably going to progress through the game and it's going to be harder than it should be because i'm just like foregoing all of the updates and upgrades and stuff yeah, that <laughs> seems to be like the same problem a lot of people had with uh doom eternal Oh, really? Now, now they have like all these new goes like, well, you played the one that came out in 2016. It was pretty straightforward. It was like, yeah, yeah. you can upgrade some stuff. But this one, you have like management you have to do and you can pick different things, uh, different attributes for your character and stuff like that. And there's a lot of platforming. So like all the new stuff, people mm-hmm. are kind of like, eh. Yeah. And it's not like I don't like it, right? Like, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. It's great to have all of this included in, in God of War. It's just not what I'm used to. Yeah. This game. So that's what's kind of throwing me off. I'm like, really? Like, I got to do all of this stuff for Kratos. And now I also got to worry about, uh, God, I forget this kid's name all the time. Um, uh, boy, <laughs> b- boy. Yeah, we'll go boy. And now with how the many times, with, how many times I played that game and I just in the background here, boy, boy. And then now adolescent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <with> Ragnarok. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> That's true. Spoilers. Uh, well, look, we're going to talk state of play. So people are going to know what we're talking or not state of play, but showcase, I guess is what showcase. they call it. This yeah. go around. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm playing a lot of Apex Legends still as well. So cool. yeah, love Apex. I don't know why. It's it's just good. I've watched it. I've watched streaming where people stream Dude, it before. It looks it's, fun. It's fun. Like it really is. Uh, especially when you got friends. That's a big thing. Is uh, oh, you know, being able. Yeah, friends are always good. So I got my friends out uh, where I used to live, and they play a lot of Apex. So we do. Uh, the arenas mode and that's just what we're constantly doing it it's fun man like it's like a best out of seven for the most part that you're playing and yeah it's a good time so yeah, uh what do you really, well i'm not playing? really big into those like online type games like online mm-hmm. only but that leads into like the game i've been playing is aliens fireteam elite oh how's that dude I, is I saw... it is amazing nice nice and it's one of those online co-op games so like i'm calling myself a hypocrite right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i dude i i saw like i just seen pictures like that's it i haven't actually like dug in and like watched a trailer or a demo or anything like that so that's that's pretty cool yeah so yeah um, i totally forgot about it came, yeah i totally forgot it was coming out like uh jason from corpse flood sent me like a message on facebook he's like hey did you get it and he had like a picture of him holding it i was like <laughs> damn it so of dude. course he's he's my enabler brother so i had to go out and buy it and i had to go to like three different stores to get it because it's sold out everywhere in chicago Oh, really? Yeah. I had to go to like, I went to a Best Buy. We don't carry it. I went to two GameStops. One was sold out. The other one had one left and I managed to snag the last one. But I'm, nice. I'm hearing even Target doesn't carry it for some reason, but I managed really? to convince like all of my little gaming group to buy it. So like Church the Game Grinder bought it. Uh, Captain Algebra bought it. Um, hmm. 8-Bit Glitch bought it. Reddick Reggie bought it. Um, a I'm not buying f- it yet. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> couple of my friends from work are buying it and like uh yeah it's it's like a it's a story-based co-op online shooter uh-huh. uh, you actually have missions to go through instead of just throwing you into like a random level it's like a story you progress through oh that's nice so it's kind of like and, the old halo days yeah yeah it's actually pretty cool and um you go through like the different environments like you go through stuff from aliens prometheus even some covenant stuff um, all the sound effects and the the weapons from the move from especially from aliens like the smart guns and the pulse rifles everything is in there uh and it's 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 really fun on top of it. it's like playing uh left for dead with aliens oh dude it is so fun and like we finally me and uh church game grinder were playing it until like two in the morning last night and we finally beat the story mode see the good thing is if i did play a few guys i'm on the west coast time wise right now so your 2 a.m is like right when i go to bed so that's ah. fantastic yeah <laughs> so so that works out uh i don't know i might hit it up i, I have to look into it i've got so it's, much dude. it's like 40 bucks it's not super expensive and there's but a lot and they've already they're giving free updates already so they're they just sent out a new character class you can play as yeah and all well, that I mean, so you're getting a lot of money for your for your are you a lot of bang for your buck true but you i mean you you with the enabler bros you guys have like a backlog challenge so you totally understand my issue right like i've got yeah however many games i know god what jason has like what four thousand something games the guy's got oh, let me let me check crap my, my little app right here to see what more i'm sitting at right now yeah you know what While games you owned i'm three games shy of four thousand yeah i don't have that many but uh, still- and i'm probably i've played 20 of them i am sitting at uh because i have price charting which i actually have to do a a full revisit my full collections there's a lot on here that i probably uh have not added because i think the last game on here shows fire emblem on the gba Mm. i think i picked that up like last year uh i am sitting it says at 2000 right or 2065 right now that's good though it's not bad yeah now if i had four thousand my wife would kill me yeah well, i keep on saying when people ask me how many i have and i tell them i'm like i don't know if that's sad or awesome 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, and I don't have any, I don't really have any digital either. So for yeah, the most, like this that. is all, yeah, same, like it's all physical. Uh, but I've kind of gotten to that point where I've run out of room. So even yeah. with uh, our new house has like this big loft and everything, I've been able to update all the shelving and get more in there. And yeah, it's it's already like, I might be able to get a couple hundred more games in. I'm, I'm thinking I, about putting shelves on my ceilings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we even the closets, dude. The closets are loaded and it's insane. There's just yeah. so many games. And I mean, honestly, like, truthfully we'll we'll never play through all of these games in our lifetime oh no no way <laughs> i am i am realistic about that oh yeah so my my thing is i really do enjoy like loaning them out the front like close friends and such or mm. my wife plays like she's playing right now final fantasy 5 on the ps1 cool so i mean that's that's kind of nice right like i'm not the only one playing these games when we have a kid and such my hope would be that they can play some of these games as well provided there's no disc rot and crazy battery issues and whatnot but yeah that's down the road we'll figure that out (laughs) um okay well let's uh unless you got anything else you're currently playing uh my my backlog roulette you're you're bringing that up my backlog roulette game from the last episode we did is uh the original call of duty on the xbox ouch and i've been playing that and it's rough (laughs) yeah it's yeah. rough. dude the original call of duties were garbage yeah like oh i just i remember <laughs> one of my best friends who's who's been on the podcast before uh we were playing oh god what were we playing at the time he liked armor core a lot when mm-hmm. we were younger which i hated it and we played a lot of red alert we played a lot of starcraft and such but for whatever reason i don't know what it was we started playing things like ratchet and clank and absolutely loved it and he's like oh i heard about this new game call of duty so he brings Call of Duty on the PS2 to my house. We put it in, probably played for an hour. And we're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a lot. I kept on saying to Jason whenever he would ask me for an update of like how I'm doing with it. He's almost like it's the most archaic first person shooter I think I've played in a long time. It's like it's terrible, outdated crap, and just standing there and shooting waves of people coming at you for no reason. Uh huh. And it's just yep. un- unnecessary and not a lot of save points, which is what's pissing me off the most about it. Yeah. So if I die, I got to go all the way back to the beginning of the stage, just try it all over again. Which is really painful as is because you're not really enjoying the game. Yeah, at the it's, same it's, time, it kind of stinks. I have, I have kind of a reputation for the games that I get for the backlog roulette being garbage. Uh huh. So, yeah, so it's, this is just another one to add to the list. Yeah, we. I'd been thinking about doing something like that, like personally doing it, and I might start kind of just taking it on based on what you guys do. Like yeah, because yeah, we we, we encourage people to uh, do the yeah. same thing. Well, we, we do a similar thing. It's just on an annual basis. Give us some more time. So we have our uh, new games resolution. And mm-hmm. so uh, what did I play this year? I, dude, honestly, I don't remember, but I beat it. Oh, Conquers. I beat Conquers Bad Fur Day. And, uh, uh, N64 is our Xbox. 64, of course. Aha. Yeah. So Poo-poo yeah, dude. I, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Mighty Poo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Which I, is I strangely couldn't. weird and censored on the Xbox version, which makes no yeah, sense. It, it really is. And and that was kind of a key thing for me, right? It was like, even though the Xbox had like the better graphics and such, mm-hmm. I was like, eh, the censorship and all of that. And, you know, playing it as it was meant to be played on the N64. It yeah. did help, though, that, well, I beat it with a normal controller. But after that, I got a Brawler 64, which is, oh, amazing. Yes. Yeah, oh, I hate, my God, dude. I hate the Trident with every fiber of my being. I think it is, honestly, I mean, there's a lot of controllers out there. Uh I think it is ultimately the worst controller in the history. Uh, of video games. You will get zero argument from me, sir. I, awesome. I, I say it all the time how much I dislike the N64, and ninety-five percent of the complaints I have is about that controller. And then I bought a brawler, and all was right in the world. 
Exactly. And that's kind of where I'm at, too. And I'm like, wow, I can start playing N64 games now. Yeah. This is great. And I might actually enjoy it. Yeah. And there's other games that are like, I mean, other controllers that were released back then. I think, um, was it Hori, I think, uh, released a controller years ago. That yeah. Was, uh, like that. But it, it was expensive. So like Brawler 64 is like the best way to go if you don't have one. It's Hell super yeah. comfortable. Yeah, I, I approve. Yeah. So let's jump into our articles this week, man. Um, first one is a state of play. I don't have an article actually on this one, funny enough. But the recent state of player Sony showcase, whatever you want to call it, the PlayStation showcase. I thought it was badass, So I actually watched it again last night uh, just to get like a better feel for it. My wife was actually totally into it as well. We were watching it, but a lot of games showcased. The ones that I was most excited for were of course the KOTOR remake. Yeah. Uh, Alan Wake remastered shocked me when I first saw that announced. Doesn't look much of a remaster though. <laughs> or not, not remakes or remaster. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It doesn't look like much of a remaster, but it shocked me that it was going to be on a Sony console. So yeah. that's kind of got me. Uh, Project Eve looked badass. Yeah. Uh, I was totally into that. Forspoken actually looks pretty badass. Forspoken was probably my highlight. Yeah. Same here. Vat and Project Eve were my highlights. Yes. Um, and then the Wolverine game kind of came out of nowhere for me mm -hmm. at first. Like I just, I don't usually keep up with rumors like that. So the fact that Insomniac is making a Wolverine game is badass. And then of uh, course, Spider-Man yeah. two, and then, uh, more spoilers, uh, Venom. Tied yes. In on that as when, well. when, when I saw Venom pop up, my boner got a boner. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, when I saw that, I was just like, no way. Like this yeah. is badass. And so my wife is like sitting there, like trying to concentrate on that while also like playing a game on her phone or something. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> watch, keep watching. So it was, it was badass, but, uh, yeah, dude, I'm totally stoked. There were a lot of great games and I mean, it, it really kind of goes to show like Sony does these all the time and I, dude, I'm always impressed. Like I don't, I, I haven't really had a moment when I've watched one of these showcases where I haven't been excited for at least like one game. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the recent Nintendo ones that have been going on. It's haven't all really indie. been. Yeah, it's all indie yeah. stuff. Yeah, and indie is cool. Like nothing against indie. We've had some indie developers and such on here for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, where's your big titles? Where's yes, your... It's just slightly underwhelming every time. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of what gets me. It's like Nintendo. And in Microsoft, it's all of the crap no, that you're going to see on... Yeah, <laughs> new Halo, and then, like everything you're going to see on the on the Microsoft shows, it's going to be on PC anyways. Yeah. So there, there's no like, oh, is this exclusive? Is this only on PlayStation, or is this only it, on Xbox? Like, yeah. it, yeah. It's just so, like they, it's like they bought Bethesda just so they can have something to talk about other than Halo. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that here in a, <laughs> <laughs> another article. <laughs> yeah. So also uh, after this, we'll be talking about the Epic uh fortnight lawsuit with apple and then we're going to chat about uh sony's purchase of insomniac a while back i think it was 2019 compared to microsoft's purchase of bethesda and who made out spoiler alert bethesda really made out on that uh but yeah so what were you most excited about outside of like you know for spoken yeah for spoken look rad i like i just that to me is the first game i've seen for the new generation of consoles where i was like oh so that's what this console can do over the, the ones that I'm currently using, like the, the PS4 is like that. Mm -hmm. The particle effects and the lighting and like the the distortion when she would sw like swing her sword. And it's just it just looked insane, like graphically. I was like, I don't think I've seen stuff like that even on PS4 and Xbox One. Well, and even like the gameplay itself, just watching yeah. what was going down. I'm like, wow, this is like a, it was, it was a like crazy. Of... Uh, what's it called? Um, Platinum Assassin's Games type of thing. 
I, I was thinking like crazy Assassin's Creed, but like good. Yeah. And with, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> with, with like Shots spells fired. and other stuff. Shots <laughs> fired for sure. Dude, I mean, anybody that listens to this podcast knows I, I can't stand Assassin's Creed. Oh, what the first game I ever got for a um, backlog roulette on the Enabler Brothers podcast was the original Assassin's Creed. Ooh. And I had to force myself to beat it. Like uh, I was slow, I, I, the first half hour of it. I'm like, this is awesome. And then I do the same thing again and the same thing over. And then I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to play any more of these. Even though I own them yeah. all, I, have, I don't want to play any more of these. Well, and, and what's <laughs> crazy, though, is like, yeah, because there's so many of them. They all have like the same concept versus like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which is pretty much like Assassin's Creed Samurai style. Mm-hmm. Uh, that to me was just better. And it just had like overall, like all of the side quests and stuff tied to that just felt like entirely different little games. Whereas Assassin's Creed, like every side quest felt the same. I didn't yeah. feel that it was Tsushima. And um yeah, so I've had a lot of people shitting me in the past. You know, well, you like Tsushima, so why don't you like Assassin's Creed? It's basically Assassin's Creed. I'm like, nah, because one of them's actually good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, for Spoken for sure definitely got me excited. Project Eve to me felt like Japanese Dark Souls and better mm-hmm. than uh, what was that anime Dark Souls thing that came out? I forget anime what it was Dark called. Souls. Yeah, anime Dark Souls. But, you know, I bet you if there I was Google, a Sekiro. Uh, no, Sekiro was uh, like Ninja Dark Souls. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm going to look it up right now. And when I type in anime Dark Souls, it will likely come up with what the game is like. Oh, Code Vein. See, I type in oh. anime Dark Souls and Code Vein comes up. Like, that's what you got. I remember Church telling me about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Code Vein looks pretty cool. Um, and it's obviously not on this list, but like Project Eve kind of reminded me of Dark Souls in a sense with a lot of that action type of vibe going for it more so than what you would get in the dark souls mm-hmm. uh but it had like all the japanese voicing it had like that that you know when you're watching an anime or something or a preview for an anime it has like that that music in the background it's like so like every single anime i've ever seen a preview for or any sort of like cheesy j yeah that cheesy music in the background and it's all hyped up and like excited <laughs> and yeah like i saw the project eve last night but what got me was like all of the crazy alien like things in this desolate wasteland and uh, the Japanese component. And then I saw like Dark Souls vibes. I'm like, yeah, I got to get this. My nipples 100%. are hard. Yeah. <laughs> boner has a boner. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Copyright. Co- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, so Forspoken. And then uh, what else did you have? Ghostwire Tokyo looks pretty cool because I, I love a good first person shooter and having it mm-hmm. be about you using magic instead of like guns is. Uh-huh like just totally up my alley so that i'm kind of excited about Um, i'm not so much on that one personally it it kind of gives me mirror's edge vibes and i'm not a big fan of mirror's edge oh i love that i love that game so much yeah so you'll like that one then for sure uh the guardians of the galaxy i thought looked really fun dude i thought at first okay so i'll be open the last i think it was e3 was when they announced that one right Mm -hmm. i was like this is hot shit like this is terrible (laughs) like i'm not gonna play this and then i watched last night's trailer or when i was watching trailer i'm like yeah this is good oh right yeah i know (laughs) it was like all right i was like i I just i mean what sealed it for me was just that little thing at the very end of the trailer where rocket's got that ember burning in his whisker and Groot pulls it out and he goes yeah thanks bud yeah yeah (laughs) that was like that's that's awesome i love that i hope the whole game's like that (laughs) and even some of like the humor and stuff of star lord like when i started seeing a lot of that kick in and the gameplay looks like it's gonna be monotonous like i'll be open on that Mm -hmm. um you know it looks like we're gonna get another avengers type of situation where it's just very hyped up and then gameplay wise you're like this is terrible Mm -hmm. but the thing that's going for it is avengers is a very like you know serious type of game there is some humor but not 
as much. Whereas like you're going to be getting, yeah. you know, rocket this, as this well one's going to be lighthearted. Yeah, exactly. Lighthearted. It might be trash in terms of gameplay, but you're going to get the humor, which is what's all worth it. I'm just glad not all Chris Pratt humor this time around. It's just yeah, more exactly. true to the comics, I hope. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see, dude. Um, But yeah, I got kind of excited for that. If, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait on reviews for that one, though, because we already saw Avengers was garbage. And I didn't pick that one up specifically because I was going to wait for reviews. I'm going to definitely yeah. wait for reviews on that one and see. How yeah, I haven't played Avengers yet, so I can't really comment. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I haven't heard good things, and I've seen a lot of videos, <laughs> so um, definitely not going to play that one. Deathloop looked pretty cool, because I love, like I said, I love first-person shooters. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, Spider-Man, God of War, Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, God of War, Ragnarok. That, that Chia, Tachia? Yeah, that looked pretty cool. That looked interesting. I'm like, is it trying to do, like, a Maori-themed video yeah, yeah. game? I was like, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Maybe it'll look kind of Breath of the Wildy a little bit. Yeah, the second I saw that, I'm like, that looks like some Maori type of stuff right there. Yeah, when they were that's, doing that's like, interesting. I mean, I like I like stuff like that where it tries to help people, you know, like explore like a uh, like a nationality or a, mm-hmm. a culture that you don't really have a lot of exposure to. That kind of stuff's kind of cool. Yeah, I actually went out uh, that way into New Zealand uh, early 2020 and got a little bit of that culture while I was out there, dude. It's mm-hmm. super cool. Like yeah. definitely love that culture. That looked interesting. I like the fact that they were speaking. I hope that's supposed to be like the native speak and not some made up language, but I wouldn't know, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows? That's just interesting that they decided to go that route. So, yeah, you know, it was really cool. And I'm not a big fan of necessarily the series or the franchise. Cause I think it's based off that. And so you're going to kill me if I'm wrong, but tiny Tina's wonderland. Um, yeah, I think it's supposed to be off... borderlands. I think yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be. Okay, cool. It so just it looked like a fantasy, like a fantasy Borderlands. Yeah, but it looks pretty cool um, yeah. for the most part. But dude, what shocked me was Rainbow Six Extraction. I when I, so when I was watching the beginning of a preview, they were talking about like the Rainbow Six or the squad or whatever. I'm like, ah, eh, it's fucking Tom Clancy. I don't care. And then I saw the aliens and shit. And I'm like, whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Uh, we don't care about Grand Theft Auto. Vampire Masquerade looked pretty cool. Yeah, is that um, supposed to be? I just don't know if that's supposed to be like an online only style game or masquerade. what. Yeah, it just that, uh, that confused me yeah. a little bit. Uh, yeah, it did with me as well. Um, the kid, a amnesia. So I guess it's amnesia, but with the a separate. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be off of like Radiohead. So it's like a collab yeah. between Radiohead and Epic. I didn't understand what that was. Like there wasn't too much to it, and I haven't. Seen I thought it was a dead. Else. I thought it was a dead space thing at first when they showed that monolith. <laughs> I thought it was some sort of horror thing, but like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be an exhibition. So, like, who knows what the hell that is? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves being put onto PC was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Ooh, Gran Turismo it. 7, the game everyone's been waiting for. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. I've been waiting for Gran Turismo 7 since Gran Turismo mm-hmm. 1 and 2. Yeah. Mm, uh, it's, it's finally yeah. here. Yay. That that racer, man. Like, it's cool in a sense. It looks beautiful, life. but I could give a does. shit. It does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you can have this beautiful racer, but the elements of that game has stayed pretty stagnant over the last, you know, yeah, it's just seven it's generations. Just so simmy to me that it's just not fun because I've played a few of them in the past. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather just play like San Francisco Rush, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, something I mean, like that. Me, I'm like Ridge Racer all the way on my stuff. Like, yeah. I love me some Ridge Racer and Gran like, Turismo. You can tell me all about Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo. I'm like, I'll just go over here and play my Forza Horizon games. I'm good. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> beautiful game but i mean force is beautiful too with yeah, what we've seen at least but those are arcadey and i love like an arcadey driver yeah exactly it's it's a little different different vibe for it and uh i totally get it yeah. um but yeah i think what was missing from here i really wanted to see stray 
Mm -hmm. um, the one with the cat. Yes. Uh, yeah. Nothing was on that. I would love to see something else from a team eco. Okay. Yeah. On, on PS4. Well, how uh, long PS4. did it take for us to get uh, Last Guardian? And probably another thirty years before we get something from them. I think twelve years on Last <laughs> yeah. Guardian. It was supposed to be PlayStation Three, and then came yeah. out on PS4. Like God knows when. Um, yeah. So missing something from them that would be nice. And then obviously there was no like Final Fantasy 16 or anything else like that showcase. So mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it was uh, overall good show. Enjoyed what I saw. Uh, Good luck getting a PS5 still. Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't, dude, I don't even bother anymore. I'm like, screw I, it. Like back in April, I tried for two weeks straight and then I realized I was like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And like, I was like that with uh, the new GPUs. I'm like, you know what? When it comes out, it comes out. Yeah. And I was, I, I wasted my entire vacation just trying to get a PS5 and an Xbox Series X. And I was like, well, yeah. I just wasted all this time I could have been doing, spending playing games, watching movies, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, why? I'll why just get it when like, I get it. Yeah, and that's why I was at the PS4. Like, I didn't get a PS4 until I got the PS4 Pro. Yeah, I, so, I, I think I usually wait a year for the new consoles. Yeah. Uh, and I usually let them work out the bugs and whatnot and actually have some games out there to buy, to play mm -hmm. right off the bat. And Exactly. And, and in the meantime, like, pick up a few games if you see some that are, like, on sale and stuff. Oh, yeah. I already, have, like, I already have, like, five PS5 games yeah. uh, that I found on sale or gotten in bundles mm -hmm. or whatever or yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. probably personally going to wait until uh, the VR2 comes out. So that should be 2022. Yeah, so that's where I'm at with it, man. I'm like, might as well pick up VR2 and a PS5 at the same time and kind of go from there. Yeah. So, all right. Well, our next article here um, it says Epic wins their Fortnite lawsuit. It's by Isaiah Colbert at Kotaku. And so pretty misleading headline overall on this. Uh, so I'm going to kind of take a direct quote here from the article. It says a U.S. District Court judge ruled in Epic Games' favor in the lawsuit against Apple. As a result, Apple can no longer dictate that purchases made in apps on its own devices go through the App Store. Apple had previously collected 30% of the revenue for purchases made in Epic Games' Fortnite. So the interesting thing about that headline is like, yeah, okay, cool. Like Epic won that part. Epic literally lost every other account on that trial. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's clickbait. Yeah. So I looked at them like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And then, oh, no, no, no. And what's great is we'll probably use the headline as clickbait for our podcast. Nice. Uh, I'm just kidding. Bring no. a full circle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so it was really interesting overall. So basically, yeah, Epic can go ahead and have a link out to their, you know, their Epic store and you can purchase your your currency and everything you want to do on their store and they get all the profit, et cetera. Except Apple can still be like, fuck you. We're not going to let you back on our store because that's part of the ruling. Yeah. Apple they they does ban not, it from uh, the Apple store, the game itself. Apple doesn't have to put it back. So one yeah. of the things that was ruled in that is Apple does not have to put Fortnite back on their store. Mm. So, you know, time at to switch the same over time, to, to Android people. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. They're in a lawsuit with Google as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, and uh, I forget if it's Google and one other company, I believe. But the thing is, is like, what if it gets ruled in Google's favor in the same respect, right? So what if a, a judge comes through and says, well, that was a ruling for Apple. We're going to do the same ruling for the Google Play Store. You know, at that point, what do you do as Epic? Now you've lost your, you know, from a sense, you've actually lost your, uh, your phone audience. Yeah. Like what are you supposed to do on, on mobile gaming at that point? Yeah, yeah. So you're going to come back and you're going to be like, all right, fine. We'll take the 30%. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, it was like they wasted all that time and money on nothing. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, other, other than they're trying to prove a point. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I don't know if you'd heard our, our prior episodes regarding like this over the last like year or so as it's kind of progressed, but 
my opinion on this has been it's Apple's device. It's Apple's uh, programming. It's Apple's app store. It is Apple's audience and Apple's consumers. Mm -hmm. So as far as like putting that on the phone and saying, hey, you want access to all of that? Yeah, we want 30% of the revenue. I totally was on that side. Like, yeah, that's fine. Cool, Epic won, and they can link out and all that, and Apple can't force them to, to but have to do But if people can't play the damn there. game, then it makes no point. Exactly. Make, there's no point to it. Exactly. And it's funny. Like, um, It, it kind of reminds me of a situation that had happened uh, the other day. So there was like a, a restaurant, I think, that my wife was going to for a friend. And for whatever reason, the restaurant, they were closed for three days. Okay. And the reason they closed is because they need to get some plumbing done in the restaurant and they didn't want to pay the higher price to have somebody come out on a uh, Labor Day weekend to do it. So they closed for three days. I'm just like, how much revenue did you lose? Yeah. <laughs> over that course of days, especially after people... everything that's been going on, people are actually yeah. willing to go out now. Yeah. And like how many people went to another restaurant, potentially a competitor and will maybe go there moving forward because you were closed. Like yeah, that's, what that's did some you... Chick-fil-A shit right there? Right. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> so Chick-fil-A gives you warning, right? This is yeah. like no warning. It's like, here's a poster on the wall saying we're closed due to plumbing. And on top of that, right. We're closed due to plumbing. So you're like, well, what's up the plumbing? Like, do I want to continue coming back here if the plumbing's an issue? Yep. So yeah, I mean like you just kind of segmented a whole group of people. So I think that Epic is going to run into a situation like this as well, where it, Apple doesn't have to have, you know, Fortnite on their phones. Like they don't give a shit. Yeah. At the end of the day, Epic's the one losing the revenue from it. So yeah, I've got five gonna... million other apps on their store that they can yeah. know, get money from. So and why not all they need to do it? is release a new doohickey to add to their Apple phone that all their consumers are going to buy anyways. Mm-hmm. So it'll make up that money. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it, it's a really interesting situation. So what are your thoughts overall? And like this whole thing is it's kind of gone forward. Like I said, it just seems to me like they were trying to prove more of a point than actually trying to get their revenue stream back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't play Fortnite. I don't really know how it works, but this seems like they're just shooting themselves in the foot. They just wasted nothing but time and money on trying mm-hmm. to prove, on trying to prove something. Cause basically all they're going to do is say, okay, fine. Take the 30%, put us back on the, on the uh, store. So yeah. you can start making money again. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see how that all works out in, uh, in the next few months, yeah. to be honest. Like I, I don't like Fortnite. Um, it's, to me, it's just too much going on trying to build shit mm-hmm. and barriers and whatnot. While I you're just don't want to doing... play with a bunch of little kids. Well, that too. That's also part of it. And the dances are just dumb. Like, it, it's, yeah. Oh, I can floss. Here's $30. <laughs> Dude, there's like a 10-year-old out there that's making millions and we're here He's crying because it. of what I just said, too. That's my favorite emote. Yeah, except he's making money on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're crying internally. It sucks. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see what happens here in the next few months. Uh, let us know uh, both on the uh, old ass retro gamer uh, channels as well as the Game of Players channels. What you think about this? Do it now. Do it now. All right. <laughs> Our next piece here. And this is probably the most hilarious part of this uh, episode uh, today. Sony buying Insomniac was a better buy than Microsoft buying Bethesda. And this was by Game Central. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, so to kind of get some background for people. Sony paid $229 million to purchase Insomniac and all of those properties tied to it, right? Uh, Microsoft paid, what, $7 billion for Bethesda? Seven, seven and a half billion dollars. Yeah. To be able to purchase a company that just a couple years ago released shoddy duffel bags and a buggy copy of Fallout 76. Yep. And was like, 
the meme of the of the year, basically, mm-hmm. of the gaming industry. I, I mean, if for comparison's sake, LucasArts was purchased by Disney for four billion. Yeah. So Microsoft paid nearly double for the Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises. All right. Or they paid double than what Disney got for the Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises. For a company that has not put out a new Elder Scrolls in what, like 10 years, it feels like. Jeez, yeah. It's it still baffles the mind that that came out during the PS3, Xbox 360 era, and they're still like re-releasing it for new consoles. Yeah, coming to you soon. Skyrim microwave. Same with edition. same with Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah, same deal. I mean, if you're making money, you're making money, but I at the end of the day, like Grand Theft Auto, I could see, right? There's in-game currency. There's all this crazy stuff. Like, what are you getting out of Skyrim? Like, all of that time, you could have been developing the next Elder Scrolls. And I, I'm, I think, I mean, I've seen that they are. I mean, they, they, yeah, they, they, they are. show like the, the Scrolls 6 thing at like, what was it, E3 a couple years ago yeah. or something? But this should have started but, back in the era of the PS3. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, uh... like, you should be having at least one hit title coming out every generation of console. At least one. Yeah. And the fact that it's been re-releases? Come on. Yeah, so. I, I'm, I'm guilty of it because I bought the original one then I bought the special edition then I bought the VR one. So <laughs> you're, you're part of the problem. I am part, part of the problem. problem. It's my fault. Yeah, multiply you by like a million. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and it's fine if you enjoy the game. There's a lot of people that love Skyrim, just like there's a lot of people that love Fallout. Like I personally love the Fallout part of the fran- or Fallout franchise over the Elder Scrolls. Personally, like that's I prefer to post post-apocalyptic deal. I prefer that type of storyline. Like, that's just what I go for. I'll play something like Skyrim, but it's just not my cup of tea compared to like post-apocalypse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what are your thoughts overall on that? I mean, when you start looking at what Microsoft got, what Sony got, and I guess what Disney got in a sense, like who really made out on all of that? Yeah, uh, Microsoft, I think another thing, like they're trying to, to show people that they're willing to, spend that kind of money for them so they can have some sort of new content other than Halo and Gears, Gears of War and Forza so they can have those exclusives on the Xbox. But uh, Sony still has the bigger player base. Yeah, Sony has, <laughs> I feel, yeah. Well, I mean, if you consider PC, though. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you consider, when you factor in PC into that and the fact yeah, that those games are still going to be on PC... Totally yeah. different thing. But Sony's branching into PC now through Sony Studios. Yeah. So they're getting a piece of that pie as well. And Microsoft can't exactly block Sony from being on PC. You well, know? I think the the other cool thing that they brought up in the article was that the, it was, I think the reason why Insomniac was willing to sell for that price is because now they can actually make more content because it sounds like Sony's going to start funneling people over to them to help them out to make more games. Well, and we're already seeing that with, yeah, with Wolverine, Wolverine and Spider-Man too. Yeah. Because yeah. normally it was like one game at a time from these guys, and now they got the new Ratchet and Clank that just came out for the PS5. Yeah, Spider Man Two and Wolverine in production at the same time, which is fantastic for you know PlayStation fans. Yeah, you so know, right off the bat, I mean, who knows? Maybe get... they're gonna have like three games in, in, in production at once. That'd be kind of awesome. We, we get mm-hmm. a game a year from them, maybe. Well, and all of them being exclusive titles as well. Yeah, I mean, so... and, and it, it seems like they did that just so that they could ramp up in a yeah. in a good way. Whereas like Microsoft purchased the properties, which is fine. And they're going to try and continue to utilize those properties. But if you're only going to get one or two games a year, not even from what it looks like. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not even from what it looks like now, Bethesda did have a whole bunch of other like smaller studios and stuff under them. So they got Mm -hmm. a lot of different properties and I get it, but how many of those are like extremely popular? Like how many of those are on the same level as elder scrolls and, uh, you know, fallout? 
Yeah. Not I mean, they got, they got Doom. I mean, they got Id. So they yeah. got like, Doom and Wolfenstein, and those are pretty big. You know, yeah. Those are legacy franchises. But outside of that, it's like, eh. Prey? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Prey, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with Sony, you do have like the whole Ratchet and Clank franchise tied to that. You technically mm-hmm. got Sunset Overdrive. I don't know if that's going to stay Microsoft exclusive. Uh, all of the Spider-Man games because of the Sony, you know, Sony itself having the rights to Spider-Man, which kind of shocked me of Wolverine. I didn't realize that they still had Wolverine under them. Yeah. I guess they do because of X-Men, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, maybe yeah. We'll start seeing a whole bunch of other you know, X-Men characters getting their own games or something or yeah. Marvel characters. I, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, I am too. And if there's a relationship between Sony and Disney and Insomniac has a rights to make those games, like, pff, bring come it on. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's going to be the place to play. Marvel. I want a Howard the Duck game, damn it, dude! If there's a Howard the Duck game, <laughs> crossover with Ducktales. Hell yeah! Oh shit! <laughs> my mind is blown. Talk about movies and shows. Oh and my god! Howard oh, the Ducktales. Howard the Ducktales. Yes, you've heard it here first. Copyright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's kind of dig into this inflation deflation challenge here for the week. Uh, so the scoring system, if you are not familiar, you might be, but you might not be. Uh, usually what we'll do is we'll check out a game in this case, too. We'll discuss uh, some of our thoughts on the overall game, what we liked about it, what we didn't. We'll talk about the price point and such. And after we've looked at the price point, we'll determine if the game has an inflated price point, meaning uh, it's selling for way too much money, or it's a deflated price point uh, in the fact that it is actually probably less than what it should be. Uh, We also have a just right category we use from time to time uh, in the event that the game is priced at what it should be. So... This week, we played some Simpsons Road Rage. I played on the PS2. Chris played it on the GBA. Uh, it was developed by Radical Entertainments on the PlayStation 2 and Ultron, it looks like, on the GBA. It was published by EA on the PS2 and all the other consoles and THQ on the GBA. Yep. I don't have a designer this week for this one, but it was released in November of 2001 on the PlayStation 2 and other consoles uh, in North America, that is. And then it was released in 2003 of June. Or no, November 2001, June 2003 for GBA. Yeah. It is considered a vehicular combat. So I'm trying to figure out where the Vigilante 8 and, you know, yeah. comes into I, I don't remember seeing metal. Sweet Tooth pop up in there. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but I would probably say it is more Crazy Taxi. Yeah. That's what it comes That's out to. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So it just needs a Crazy Taxi category in game type. It just needed uh, more Offspring songs. Yeah, exactly. That's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And the reception on this dude was like five to six out of 10. Honestly, I, I don't think it's five to six out of 10. Like in the experience I had. So I played this years and years ago when it first came out because I was a huge Simpsons fan. And I just recently got back into like watching the Simpsons a lot. I'm on like season 30 right now, which the Simpsons. Yeah, they've gotten much worse over the years. Uh, I stopped watching them in the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, they kind of came out like 89. So yeah, Yeah, you got into like season 10 um, at at the most. Uh, But yeah, so. I was a huge fan of Simpsons back then. I liked Crazy Taxi. I liked the idea of merging the two. There's a lot of great one-liners in this um, between all different characters. You can go and drive as like Apu, as Abe Simpson, uh, Bart, who drives like a, a rocket ship. Yeah, like the Abe drives. <laughs> yeah, so there's like some crazy stuff that they're like crusty. Uh, you have Willie who drives a tractor, uh, which is actually <laughs> kind of hilarious. Uh the professor fink drives like a spaceship looking vehicle that like floats like it's there's a lot of cool stuff 
And um, so the overall concept is just like Crazy Taxi. You pick up one person, you take them to another area within Springfield, and you repeat the process. The thing that I like about this game is that there's a lot of one-liners, a lot of references, a lot of funny stuff that as you're playing, you're like, wow, like this is very Simpsons. Um, you've got... Uh, the different locations and such are a lot of fun to go to and drive into. Uh, they do have like a Sunday mode where it's just kind of free play and just drive around, drop people off and just explore, which is pretty cool. And they have a head to head mode in this game on the PS2. Mm -hmm. And so I enjoy it. Like, I think it's, it's definitely better than a five or six out of 10. I'd say like a seven out of 10 uh, for what you get. The downside on this game, which is interesting uh, that this occurs and maybe it's the same crazy taxi. I'm missing it. But like if you pick up Ralph Wiggum, for example, and you pick them up and you drop them off. You can literally, after a couple more drop-offs, go right back to where you picked up Ralph. And he's sitting there again. And you send him to the exact same place. Like, it yeah. doesn't mix it up to where, oh, okay, Ralph went here initially. But, oh, now Ralph needs to go to this place. Oh, Ralph needs to go to this third place. There isn't a lot on the back end to really, you know, challenge you, right? It's just like, oh, okay, cool. Now I know the route for Ralph. I'm just going to keep repeating, like, the same process. And I can rack up the points. Uh, the other thing I notice is there are times like give this timer for like on time or like, you know, early or whatever it is for your driving. There's been a few occasions where you would pick somebody up and it immediately because the location is like right down the road. It's like dipping you at 10%. So when you get there, you're late and you're like, what the fuck? Like I literally just picked up the guy, didn't hit any vehicles and I arrive there and you're going to penalize me for it. Yeah, Like that makes no sense uh, when playing. So that's kind of where I was with that. But, you know, the controls are great. The characters are great. Um, the game itself, I felt, was uh, very good, and uh, it's right in line with that of a crazy taxi. It's got its issues, which would be expected in a, a clone type of game like this. But overall, it's not bad. So what was your experience with the GBA? Um, I've never actually played the console counterpart of this at all. I thought I had it, but I didn't. I just I have the other one, the uh, hit and run. But I remember seeing... Stop Skeletons from Fighting Cover, the Game Boy Advance version, in one of his videos, he was talking about how like impressive it was because the GBA is basically a Super Nintendo, and you know, mm -hmm. and how does it play a game like this that's done in 3D? And it's like it actually has pretty impressive Mode Seven like rotation and scaling and all that kind of stuff that you don't usually see in games. And if they are pulled off in a Game Boy Advance game, it's usually pretty craptastic. Yeah, uh, but graphically, it's pretty impressive. My only problem is that when you're playing, you know, Crazy Taxi you have like that big arrow above the car saying, Hey, this is the direction you need to be going yeah. to get to where you need to go. Because the little map on the screen in the game boy advance version is very confusing looking and very compact. And it's kind of hard to see what you're looking at. So the arrow that would be normally telling you where you need to go. Isn't there half the time. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Am I going straight? Am I making a right at this turn? I can't even see the turn sometimes because of the way the uh, perspective is at is yeah. kind of wonky. So mm -hmm. it's it's kind of hard to play on the GBA because of that. Like, it's hard to figure out where the turns are, what you can turn into, what's something that you would bounce off of that's like a building or whatever. There's no real buildings. There's, like, areas on the ground that are, like, where a building should be, but it's just, like, a block on the floor, on the ground, that you would bounce off of if you touch it. Mm -hmm. Just so you can actually see where you're going, because it, it just doesn't really work all that well. So it's confusing to play. It's not all that fun. You have all the same characters to unlock uh you start off with like what is it bart homer marge lisa and the grandfather yeah and that's about it and then you unlock all the other ones as you go um the like you said the drop off and pick up points are repeated constantly 
with the same characters and all that. There wasn't a whole lot of voice clips. And basically, I think if I was playing as Homer, and every once in a while you bounce off of something, you hear, don't, you know. But that's yeah. about it. And you had like the, the chip tuny version of the Simpsons theme song at the very beginning. But other than gotcha. that, there's really not a whole lot going on other than the fact that it's kind of impressive graphically that I'm playing a, I'm playing this game that is a PS2 and Xbox game on a Game Boy Advance and I can actually see what's happening. But it's not all that fun to play to me. I wonder how it would look if you were to play it uh, within the GameCube with a Game Boy Advance. Well, I was I was actually playing it on my Retro Freak. Oh, okay. Which uh, is like a clone console that you played on your high def TV, and it. Yeah. I mean, it was easier to play because I can see more, but actually, because now the pixels are so much bigger, it's still mm-hmm. kind of confusing. Um, but like I said, it's graphically impressive, but it's not all that fun to play because it's it doesn't really lend itself well to the Game Boy Advance. Gotcha. And the point you made about the arrow that is constant within the uh, PlayStation Two version, like mm-hmm. there's always an arrow. Yeah, it's, uh, it like just it comes and goes yeah. whenever depending on i guess what's going on in the game so i'm like oh my where's that turn happening because i can't tell on the map oh kind of like when you're playing like a mario kart game and like you accidentally turn the wrong way and it's like where am i going and then yeah. finally they come out and they're like you're going the wrong way with the sign and everything well yeah it's because like i said the buildings are all flat there's like no buildings obstructing your view so you can't really see that oh this is the turn it's because everything is flat and yeah. everything is kind of the same color and everything's just a bunch of big pixels that are you know scaling or whatever it, it's hard to see where you're where you can turn and gotcha. what's like what's something that we would run into and bounce off of what would be your um i guess like overall review if you were doing it like out of 10 out of 10 i'd probably give it like a two <laughs> no i give i take that back because because like i said graphically I, I don't expect to see things that work like this on the gba so i'll give it a four a four okay yeah, yeah actually that's not too bad uh so we're gonna get ready to like shit our pants on this one uh okay so if you look at the prices on this game the most expensive version is of course gonna be the gamecube version at 40 bucks complete in box i I don't get it personally like why the game i mean i guess technically graphically like the gamecube was supposed to be a better console um but the playstation 2 i I believe is just better in general uh but when you look at the xbox might be in hd yeah yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you look at GameCube, you're looking at 40 bucks complete in box. The cheapest version is a PAL PS2 version at 523 loose. Uh, complete in box for PS2, we're looking at 976. That peaked back at 1256 in February of uh, this year. And it's actually trending up in, in terms of price. Uh, a loose copy will run you right now about $8.16. Peaked at 954 back in April of this year. Also trending up. And if we look at the Game Boy Advance version, a loose copy right now will run you 781, which for a GBA game is not terrible. Mm-hmm. And a complete inbox copy right now is about $30. Uh, that price point is kind of up and down. At this point, it looks like it's kind of holding its place. Uh, complete inbox is skyrocketing compared to where it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, complete inbox is currently at its peak. And the uh, GBA version loose at 1074 to its peak like last May. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, as you know, we noted earlier, like games are going up at crazy rates right now because of COVID and everything else. And uh, just in general, retro gaming is like stupid high in price point. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're getting into that point where like PS2 is now the nostalgia, right? So all of those PS2 titles. And thankfully, I collected a lot of my PS2 years ago. Yeah. So I'm not running in this crazy issue of like, you know, $150 RPGs because I already got them. Yeah, when I got um, back into collecting in 2013, I would just go to like a store and there'd be like PS2 games for $2 each. And they were really good ones and really bad ones. And I just didn't care. I bought them all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you might as well. Yeah. So yeah, I've been doing that for years and I've already been doing that with PS3 and PS4. So I'm like well ahead of the curve on that one. And, you know, when those games start getting into a higher price point. 
Um, but I would say, dude, at nine seventy six, um, for the PS two, uh, I'll be honest, man, nine seventy six is kind of low for a complete inbox copy. Like if I if I saw it for fifteen dollars and I didn't know any better, and I had played it in the past, I think I would get a lot of fun out of fifteen bucks. Yeah, there's enough unlockables and such and as enough one liners. And there's enough like good gameplay to warrant like a $15 price point. So I would say that at this point, uh, the price is probably deflated. I think it needs to be a little bit higher on this particular game. Uh, huh, game Boy Advance? So Game Boy Advance, we'll go loose on Game Boy Advance because complete in box, there's not a whole lot of people going complete in box GBA yeah. games. I, I actually got mine complete in box at a, at a friggin' half price books. Really? <laughs> yeah, for like 25 bucks, like Six, six months ago i got lucky oh nice yeah yeah so it's sitting at 30 bucks right now it's obviously going up so uh we'll do loose because i mean uh, mm-hmm. there's That's not a lot of complete box yeah. yeah exactly for gba and like game boy games we always usually go loose but 716 is a price point on that do you think that's uh, a little too high or low just right what do you think um well if you don't have a ps2 or an xbox or a gamecube to play it on i'd say and you have a GBA, then go for it. But seven, seven, that eh, seems deflated. So you think yeah. it should be higher in price? Um, for me, no. But for just general purposes, I'd say it's it sounds to me like where it should be. Okay, so it's it's about just right on that price. Yeah. Point, okay. Cool. We'll mark that one down. Uh, yeah. So I mean. But I don't recommend it because it sounds like the console versions are the superior version oh, by far. hundred <laughs> percent. Like if you had a, a decision between like if you had a PS2 and a GBA and it was like a loose copy for eight bucks or a GBA version for seven bucks loose. Yeah. Go with the PS2 yes. all day, every day on that. hundred percent. All right. Well, uh, that is our inflation deflation this week. And of course, uh, you can catch both Chris and the Game Deflators on social media. So we'll go first really quick and let you do yours again. Uh, so to gameinflators.com, find us on all those great podcast applications out there. Leave your five-star reviews. Uh, we have Twitter at GameDeflators, Facebook and Instagram at The Game Deflators. You can find some outdated YouTube content on YouTube, also <laughs> at The Game Deflators. And Chris, take it away for your part. Uh, so on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, I'm the old-ass retro gamer. Uh, on Twitter, I am OA Retro Gamer. And you can also find me on youtube for the super enabler brothers podcast over on corpse flood gaming's channel and uh on all podcast listening services uh just look for the movie is starting forward by other podcast good stuff well dude thanks for coming on again it was great having you uh we'll definitely have to have you again with ryan and uh maybe get jason maybe get jason on as well that'd be a you you get the triumvirate get me jason and uh church on the same one because we're the we're the gaming bros right there Oh, that's a new podcast name right there to gaming bros <laughs> i'm copywriting it now though Damn it. You beat me to it <laughs> yeah uh so thanks again dude it was a lot of fun having well, you thanks, on here thanks for inviting me it was, it was a lot of fun yeah for sure uh well this has been episode 148 of the game deflators podcast my name's john i've been joined by chris thanks for listening do it now